Hey, good morning, motherfuckers. Episode two of Dolly Munchies. I'm here with Gary Enright and Matthew McCoy. Um, Gary Enright is the owner of Stem Trucks, and Matthew McCoy is a downhill skater and educator in Baltimore's inner city schools. I'm here with these two gentlemen today, and we're going to be talking skate education and a whole bunch of other stuff. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Without restriction. All right, guys, we are good to go. Yeah, for, speak up right now, loud. we're talking about bushing seats on the new STEM Pro a model, of, right? <laughs> a lot of trucks use something similar to a T, and it's not too wide on the side. So one thing I've been starting to do is like a Simba. So you get less that part, on, less material on the side, so you can turn more, but and you have less restriction from the kingpin actually hitting, but you still have plenty of material to actually yeah. use the bushing and compress it. That's awesome because very few companies do that design, but that design is the by far the best. The bottom is adjusted a little lower, so it makes it easier to pop in and out. Mm -hmm. And I gotta add a bit more on the top so you don't scrape it from the top. What are those called? Stims. Stims? Your name? Because I got to spot Jake. that right. Jake, I have Jake here talking about. I'll go by White Boy. White Boy. I'm here yeah. with White Boy. That's the new amphetamines. Too. We got old we're schools. At, we're live at King's uh, Gap. I mean, I said King's Gap. We are live at Rip the Elm, by the way. I got. Uh, so that was Rip the Elwood. Rip the Elwood. Well, yeah, when you did you can the change the the, uh, the axles. Yeah. Actually, really nice. Not currently. These are just the protos. Mm. This is. I'm gonna end up pulling the bushing seat, give it a bit more depth. Um, and I want to see if I want to change down here, just so I can allow it to work on drop through boards a bit better. Mm. I have some clearance issue depending on some of the boards. I mainly tested on like a Hellcat because that has one of the more narrowest drop-through slots. So what are the actual names of this particular set of trucks? This is Amphetamine. This is the Amphetamine series. The Amphetamine series is a lot sleeker than what we had before. I mean, being a team rider, I kind of get the experience. The, uh, so there's a tube, like a sleeve pushing in there then? Or is it still like a pivot in no, the bottom? still no, just no. a pivot. And the best, here you go. Best part is, like Eras, but I made mine a little more accessible for when you're changing hangers and wheels. I made the bottom hole the same size as an eight millimeter axle. So if you ever have trouble popping it out and you're also changing hangers and wheels, your axle will just be used to pop your pivot out. That way you don't have to take time looking for something small for an air or one of the other trucks or sit there trying to pop it out with your <coughs> fingers, take pliers and ruin your pivot cup. That's very interesting. That's now you can really swap cool. pivot cups whenever you want. That's that really is you want to use a harder riptide one during a race and swap out during a softer one halfway through. Takes you a couple seconds. So your pivot also, cup's dang, perfect. Yeah, but I would also use pliers and a knife. Well, well, and now shit. the top of it's all ruined or cut up. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is like they're also interchangeable with different um, at, well not axles um, <laughs> base plates. Like they're all Randall geometry. So anything that fits a Randall between a Saber, Valkyrie, HDLR, H, Hilder plates. Um, Savers, Jim Z's, Gunmetal, Caliber, Paris. Oh, God. Oh, so yeah. you can use all those different you plates with those pretty hangers. pretty much anything you want with these. Are they cast wow. or machine? These are 6061 T6 aluminum. Oh. oh, nice. These are machined on a 5-axis Haas machine. These are milled on a, I believe, a 3-axis Tormac, and then it was EDM. So an EDM machine ends up cutting the profile, so if you'd notice, there's a different finish around yeah. the edge. What is exactly an EDM machine? Oh. EDM uses uh, electrical it's, wire to yeah. cut. So okay. it sends pulses of oh. electricity and it basically uh, vaporizes the material. Whoa. 
Second thing I decided to do to make your life easier is I put the screws for the axle locks on the front instead of oh, on the back the trucks. On the back, uh, like yeah. most people do. These I ended up machining myself and I ended up putting them on the bottom just to make my life easier when modifying them. So my guess is you're a machinist? Trying to be. That was my dream job. So. Except everything's now CNC. That's why I started to make small transition over. But the cool thing is with these, I CNC'd them, but I also had to make modifications to them. So that's where the hand mill came in place and I was like, all right, now I can learn some real machining. Right now I'm teaching myself a metal lathe. Cuts, I'm grinding in all the tool bits. I can't pay ten dollars a bit for carbide. Um, with the lathes, don't throw out all your old bits. A lot of them can be repurposed as yeah. finishing tools. Yep. Mm -hmm. That way you get a smoother Sharpen finish. Them, yeah. It's all high speed steel for me. Oh, damn! That must. Those Wait, chips must be beautiful. Um, look into um, chip defects or um, chip deformation. Mm -hmm. If you measure your chips, you can actually work backwards and learn proper machining skills. Hmm. That's what I run um, progressive high-speed presses at my shop. So yeah, I just I, I just got this stuff a few months ago. Huh. So, so it's a good thing for beginning research. So if somebody wants to get it, so if somebody really wants to get into like designing and creating trucks, what would you suggest they do? Find a friend who knows nah. their machining math. The first <laughs> and step, <skates. laughs> the first like step is uh, understanding what a truck is and what it does. And how it works. Mm. Understanding the aspect of rake. Rake doesn't change your bushing angle. Rake doesn't change anything except the angle at which your wheels rotate. So your wheel, if you have rake, your wheels will rotate at three How's millimeters going? extra of that angle, but your bushing seat's still exactly the same. Quick. Nothing changed. You're like your bushing seat's still gonna go at a 42, but if I had like three millimeters of rake, my wheels would go at like 40. What was it? I forgot the math for three millimeters. I think it's like five degrees, so my wheels will move at like a 47. Mm hmm. So, so the rake changes the uh, degrees of the wheels. It changes the turn radius of the wheels itself, mm -hmm. but it uh, it's not gonna change the angle which your bushing seat rotates. If you break it down to a turning chart like cars and you kind of see through the board, you'll notice and you could graph their paths so you can see which way they turn. Hmm. Interesting. So when they say rate, you flip your trucks, reduce your angle with your rake. You're not reducing your angle, you're just lowering the yeah. angle your wheels are going to be rotating mm. at. Yeah. You're not going to really change your yeah. core stability. It's uh, interesting because like the position of the axle, it's not really the hanger that changes rake, but it's where the axle is positioned on the kingpin and so or since it's at a lower angle more so this center line yeah. where the extra metal is sits with the center line of these axles mm -hmm. so that way they're in yeah, line sure would have been this way because i would do that with my arsenals with uh i would do a uh, split rake and split uh degree because that's the only way i could get the board level so the rear uh arsenal truck was a 44 but i had it uh negative 10 so it was a 34 and so i split the rake by flipping the hanger and so it made it like Not negative uh, two way. and a half. Hi, okay. And so yeah, the, like the back, it had way less turn. That way your exactly wheels kind of wouldn't it be able to rotate at such a high guy? angle, mm -hmm. but you still had roughly the same thing yeah. and <laughs> feel from the bushings. The front with just a little cushion pad and the uh, the rake was plus two and a half. So it was at like regular, uh, like the yeah. way they uh, yeah. manufacture uh, them. 
Thanks with the, it was made the board perfectly level. Yeah, it was amazing. That's the one thing about rake two and certain trucks like chargers, the old school going chargers. If you flipped it, you're not necessarily changing too much. You're just going to slightly lower your ride height too when you flip. So you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, that's why because I had the 15 or the 10 degree wedge, so it made it higher. But when I flipped it, with no yeah, it just it dropped it just enough to the front stock height with the back flipped rake. And uh, what is it, I mean, plus 10 degrees? Dogging, so I could have a, that's the only else, way I could get I mean, the board not to ride high in the back. I want it to be level, so I just drop the back just a little bit because the rake, it, like, it does, like, that's how it uh, makes yeah, rake, it drops it. The lower, the lower to the board, the lower the rake. The higher away from the board, the, like, the axles that's are. That's one reason I made, uh, that's how I usually so do it. Terry, because the board's taught me that if you have, like, a front truck at about 50, the rear truck at, like, 37, it eliminates wobble. Right you want to hear here, something cool? Because he's brought up education and what you just said to add on to that too. In stage, they use rakes for stages. No. Mm -hmm. um, I run splits. I don't run splits on my boards anymore. I just don't prefer it. You got to oh, think of it more so as like a, so, um, a car. Mm -hmm. That's what they're really doing when they're running large splits. Is They're saying you can turn from the front and your rear is going to not move. A lot of the times people run big splits when you're doing something like Tatonia some oh. big straight hill that way you're just oh it's got i'm actually just like, you're going on cars leaning forward you can't even see this guy locking your front <laughs> yeah, and your back right since you're always leaning forward to maintain stability over front truck because that's where you're going to get your wobble from uh -huh. and if you don't keep your front stable and if it turns slightly too far and you don't catch it that's what's going to sling your back out too so what they tend to do is keep their front a little higher so they could have a bit more control and the back dead, so the back will always follow the front truck. What do you mean by the back dead? Like uh, no lower, de lower degree, mm -hmm. more dead of a truck. You get yeah. way more lean versus your turn. Oh, you can talk about this. So, so like, so what would be a good huh? ratio, do you think? A lot of oh, people yeah, run everything about 45 I'm, I'm really to, or the max is like 37, the most downhill boards, with the lowest of being around a 30. That's for the rear truck and the front truck. The front is always higher, rear truck. So like the highest front truck for most downhill is a 50. Most people tend to stay around 47 and a little below. And the rear truck, the lowest I've seen and heard for running big splits is around 27 to 30 degrees. Um, it's all preference. They go down to zero. Like, what's his name? When um, you start heading towards zero, Godfrey. you also are looking into some certain push boards and certain push setups for cruising since pumpers. you're not gonna, so pumpers do zero. you don't need that back. Steve. Steve, yeah, I'm really Steve too. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 But that's the cool thing nice. about trucks is yeah. What's it, called? it doesn't matter what design you have or anything. It can be used by anyone as long as you work with it. Um, is any of this information available online? Oh yeah. no. Oh, no. Well, and now for your custom trucks. No, no. Um, what about the yep, rake and right the... there? He said it. Why is it not available anymore? Because it all got lost on from Silverfish right going there. down. That is where I have mm. done a large amount of my research from 2010 to 2015. Yeah. Silverfish has the the largest amount of longboard information anyone could ever ask for, and all of the threads have been lost. Damn. One thing that we're trying to do as a longboard com community is findhills.com is actually dying. And I forgot it's who made it. It's a pay-to-use wow. thing. I pay ten, I pay five dollars a month or the ten dollars a month just to keep Find Hills alive. I don't even use it, but I can't see us losing another tool and aspect. 
Uh, one one thing that I've that. used, even but. even when Fine Hills was up, was uh, the Strava heat map because um, road cyclists, <laughs> road cyclists like hills, just like longboarders, they like going up and down. And so you go on their heat map where they track all their rides, and you find you find yeah, the hottest you. roads oh, because they're going, they're all trying to they're all trying to pedal up those hills, mm -hmm. and you just find you find hot and wiggly roads. And then that could be a spot, you know, you go on Google Maps and then And then you check it out, then you, you use go to the, the map A to B with the bike the bike map and then you can get the elevation change and see if there's a hill there. I like that. That's how I do it now. But yeah, mainly back to trucks on trying to build one. Little amounts of research. I got lucky and I started my research with silverfish. And there were a plethora of designs and trucks like the uh, Valkyrie double split bushing setup wasn't even a concept back then you know everyone was still rocking tkps and rkps and even the um other planet and rojas trucks like were just the beginning concept of rush machine and rubber bands um jim z's were still relatively big to where their hanger came in two sets that you actually had to screw together um even confederates were kind of still mentioned every now and then which featured a unique bushing uh, unique bushing seat to where you had two holes. Uh, I need, you, know what I need? you could change the height of your um There'll be a bushing seat here and kind of a bushing seat a little lower. Oh. Um, they had uh like a and something that looks like an the three six. It would look like an eight. Is that the metal board? Yeah. The six, that's a three six. Three six. How their cutout is? Their hanger was slightly designed like that cutout. They're uh. wild. Only like ten or so were made, and they got kept getting passed around between the OGs of like. Kevin Reimer and before those days only a few people had them um, even GOG trucks which are kind of how the adrenalines are um, Ganga Germany they're inline that's the next thing is do you want an inline axle or do you want to have it offset as well as how much offset you want and where do you want your bushing seat in terms of your pivot your bushing seat to your pivot changes how much turn versus lean you get. That's why uh, Voxters have so much lean, one reason, because their roadside well, bushing the... seat is like freaking right on the pivot. But the only thing about that is they're, they're offset, they're in a different plane, they're using slightly different math. Yeah. One thing to, that'll make it clear is look at um, Atlas and Newton's. Look at how close their pivot is to yeah, their Newton's bushing seat. Yeah, by a pivot offset. So, so where, where the, um, how close your, the hole is? Pivot to your actual hole. Gotcha. This length they from here to the center lengths. of your hole. So mm -hmm. if your bushings are set off of the like actual axis of the pivot. Well, no, they're thing? always going to be in line. It's just how high this point is from this bottom point. Mm, I know, but I'm asking like, mm. what would happen if you actually sunk the bushing seat quite a bit lower than the Yo! axis of? Your pivot. You got a bin in there? Like, uh, draw a line straight flipped, through. Flipped, raised like a pivot to the top of the hand. Right? Oh, oh and it. you just dropped it on imagine this plane lower. Yeah, yeah. imagine that's that's that what, lower. That is a different type of rake. Okay, that's yeah, what, on, right. um, I believe, the Buzz right. V2s, not the Mega Beefcakes, the ones that came that after that were a bit more sleek than their V1s. I believe those had pivot rate. What it is is that point you flip the truck and you actually change the degree of your angle ever so slightly. That's also when if you flip you could use talls or standard yeah. bushings. Raise. I didn't. I didn't like how it felt. Because that is a bush as a pivot offset. So see how the square is. What they actually did is they raised the pivot up a few millimeters. That way when you actually flip the truck, this whole plane changes. Yo, are these yours? They just yep. like the arrow ones. Yep, and I actually got these prototype, I shit you not, 
I had them in my hand. Maybe a few days after, Air posted their gold RF1s, and I almost threw this out the window. Yo, I was gonna say, because this looks I was like, exactly are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is the second time that Air has done something like this, and it came out of nowhere. He's on here. He's on here live, but um, no, no, not stealing. It's just I've talked with Kevin multiple times. And I gotta get your name for the podcast. We have similar we thinking. Uh, Tim. So, Tim. Um, yo, or else I have Tim here. It's like random people are gonna show up. On this, I've always so. researched Tom Gary's stuff, and talking. I've given him full <laughs> <But laughs> amount of respect just for the amount of knowledge on what he's done. Um, so even he so wants not, to share knowledge and not keep it to himself. Yeah. Um, but it's and I even talked to him about. Have you guys noticed a lot of people in Brazil? Yeah, if you want to check it out. A lot of people in Brazil. These are yours. Yep. These are not because I saw these from far away and thought they were shrooms. Nope, they're mine. Because of just this. Uh, I talked to Kevin about you know people stealing his ideas because I know my adrenaline series are not the first beefy inline big rig trucks. Um, Nimbus makes a pair similar. GOG makes one. Blackline makes one that are literally just like these two. The only difference is what amount of rake, what's your bushing seat, and your bushing seat to pivot ratio. Those are the big things. Axle length, you could always chop and change if your geometry really allows it. Um, with that being said, like with these, I Those built are surf the rods, right? Nope, these are stems uh, and adrenaline V1s. Oh, wow, I thought those were surf rods. So that's one of the concepts I got from the surf rods and monkeys is to combine them for these here. That's what really started it. Level of research. I've tried monkeys, they have a big seat, and they're mainly inline, which makes them dead, great for downhill. I hopped on surf rods, which had more like a Paris bushing seat, had a little bit of rake, and the axles were a bit higher over the bushing seat. So you got a little more of a surf feel, but to downhill, you really had to tighten up and work for it. So I wanted a nice in-between, because this is when I was going between Jersey and New York City, and I'm like, I can't, I can't keep swapping. I'm going to be in between both. So that's, this concept came up. But, uh... The rake Nobody is close to the bushing seat, so I can shave almost as much axle as I want, and I have enough room on the inside to re-drill a threaded hole. On my V3s, I haven't found the perfect height to get this close to the bushing seat, as well as not having a tumor or this top piece. Compared to that one. This is what it used to be. This is what I'm changing it to. This way you have less grab, or you don't have to, you those, don't smack Those are like death ray surf rods. That's what they look like. <laughs> so, but keeping this low and adjusting this isn't easy. That way I end up limiting how small I can actually make the axle. And the whole idea behind my trucks is to make them as versatile with as little pieces as possible. You're not going to see bushing inserts, you're not going to see any of those crazy bearings. You're, you're gonna have a base plate and a hanger. And you could literally do anything with it. You wanna chop them down to 120, do it. You want it to go up to 200, I'll make a longer set. Like you want a slightly open bushing seat? All right, we'll make another one. You want a deeper bushing seat or a shallow one? MBD. It's straightforward with as simple as machine time as possible to make it as cheap and efficient as it can be. That's the whole concept behind it. Is like, but how long does it take to make a truck and hanger? Depends on your machine and who is doing the design. So the surface feet per minute, basically. 
Yeah, but it's also what you want to design first and what you have available. If you're, if you just have a CNC and it's a small three-axis mill, you're gonna take a while because you have to actually go through this entire profile, mm -hmm. and it depends on how you're gonna mount it, when you're gonna flip it, how often you're gonna flip it, and then milling your pivot. How you're gonna I guess nail? Just better that. question would be how much, uh, how much per hour is machine? All depends on who you're going to, um, what machine they have. That's that's where the varies go, and how much your machinist understands their their machine. I see the book back. So every every scene seems to be different. I believe Cormacs are made for aluminum, right? Um, Cormacs are just the have moved over to be like the maker by the CNCs. Mm -hmm. Their cam software is ridiculously easy compared to like Mastercam. So it's else. like you're wanting to get into CNC CNC. Yeah, you would get a Cormac, and you can either go towards more of their advanced ones and learn for really small scale stuff, or you can end up, you know, buying one of the small ones to begin with, and then moving on to like a Haas or some of the other uh, multi-axis machines that can do a lot more. Second, you could also get a, um, like, rays. Rays were only so cheap because of how we machined them. They had a machine vise that actually changed angles with their drill bit. So to mill this base plate angle, you would have to build mounts like this one. The machine built mounts just so they would get the angle precise every time. They locked the mounts in with uh, dowel pins and secured in a vise. So every base plate they did was set at the same angle and zeroed out. What Ray did is they had their same machine do roughly that, but their vice changed angles with their drill bit. Huh. So he said they milled the base plate so about five minutes. The, the setup time. He did it in about five minutes if on one more program. They also didn't have to pay for machine time because they he had uh, he had over thirty machines and he allocated two machines just for skate trucks. Yeah. So, but that's one reason they ended up stopping is the skate truck business started to lose a bit of money and he started gaining machine business and couldn't allocate the machine time for it. Yeah, it just wasn't worth it. At the end of the day, he's like, I want to do this, but I'm losing business for my real shop. It's cutting in. It's cutting into my growing other business. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, you can't expand because you're not, you're going to expand too fast and not keep up with demand. It's going to be awkward. And he didn't, I guess he didn't want to take that risk. I can't blame him. But that also goes beyond my knowledge. I guess that explains why the rumor is that Ray is always possibly coming back. They're, they're still, I, I talk to him every now and then with some machine stuff. I actually got um, pivots. My axles are Ray axles. Um, he helped me design my V1s a bit. I guess Ray came back game change. Yeah. Um, give, me, give me everything. If you, if you noticed about the old school Rays before the death race came out. Nope. The ones with the, um, the ones with the holes. The three holes? The Stingrays. Yeah, the three holes. Notice the similarity in shape. Yeah. I sent him my design, his engineers worked on it, and then, you know, I started this and those death rays came out. So, like, that, ex that explains that circle. Yeah. And this little top over into the axles. So, you know, we had no harm towards each other. I'm just yeah. some little guy and he's just making trucks anyway. It's like, why do we. Into his business at all. If anything, it's like, cool, we're, we're doing something positive. Um, I had a guy ask me about trucks from. Uh, way before Stokem years ago and I'm sitting there sending him some of my stuff telling him about geometries what to look for things like that you mainly want to know what kind of truck you want and if you haven't skated any precisions don't even do your research 
you're better off skating every truck you can and then start looking into what does what and what you want. Like if you like Savants, why do you like Savants? Why do you like Savants over Randall's? But why do you use Valkyrie for downhill and Savants for free ride? So you notice all the little details about every truck. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then second is I've actually had axle issues. Um, one of my riders thrashed these so hard that the axles actually became a problem with stripping. They were stripping on the inside of the hanger? Yeah, on the inside, just because of how much he thrashed them. The hanger itself so held it's up like perfect. So not he was tightening his axle no. bolts like an idiot. Just, just no, shredding. We, we, we fuck up boards, bro. We fuck up boards. We when when up I say I tell my riders to thrash the product, no, it destroyed a shit. Like I had, um, I had one become a weapon. You can't repair these trucks when yeah, they bring the them back. Pivot cup become became like a fucking complete point. There's no way to like, drill yeah, it out. I, just, I no. like fouled no. it down to the point no. where I do not have a scrap metal. Yeah. It's not worth oh it. He yeah. even grind down the pivot cup. Skate and do, like, the pivot. I had no pivot. Uh, food messenger. There was. That's how I gave. Yeah, money. the trucks like, they get back to me. There is no way I can save it. Yeah. So one thing we're using with the axles. And it kills me because well, I've been developing this concept, haven't told no one. Aerith's been developing a concept. I haven't been talking to anyone he Kevin knows, anything like that. And then I see one of Kevin's axles and it has roughly the same concept that I'm gonna be doing with mine. So one thing you wanna do is build a shoulder into your axles so that way you don't strip the threads on the near the edge. You build a little shoulder to protect the threads. So I'm coming with a slightly different axle design to keep them locked in, but to allow less wear as you change and vibrations will cause less aluminum. Since the axles are usually a harder metal than your aluminum. Yeah, we'll strip up right over time. Yep. So you gotta come up with a concept that will prevent that, especially from constantly changing axles. So that's something um, I don't want to talk about yet until I have it made and it's a little more solidified for stim. A lot of people know, you know, that beefiness and some of these are mine. So I kind of want to keep it to where everyone sees them and they're like, oh, that, those are stims. So in time you'll see the axles. That I can't let go yet. Alright, I guess this is the end of the show. Hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, peace.